Yo, today's QOD is do something that you are, not just what you love. Here we go. Welcome back to the Court of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. It's Throwback Thursday, and we are turning back that clock all the way to episode number 304 in our feature speaker, Ashley Stahl. Today, Ashley is going to talk about something that a, a lot of us are going through, which is picking the right career. And so what she's going to do is serve up three questions that will help you figure out which career is right for you. Here's Ashley. So let's start with, what am I good at? We're told early that we need to find our passion, yet when we get to college, we need to pick a major or passion way before we've given much thought to who we want to be in our careers and in our lives. As a result, some of you here have majors that fascinate you, but there are others who simply picked a topic so you could just get your bachelor's degree out of the way and move on with your life. But here's the problem. Your interest in a subject does not guarantee your success in a career with it. And that's why I'm here to remind you to do something that you are, not just what you love. I remember four years ago getting a phone call from a defense contractor that I was hired to run a program for the Pentagon. And I was ecstatic, and then I panicked. I just remember you know, reading about this program that prepared senior government officials to deploy to Afghanistan, where they would then serve as advisors to high-level officials in the Afghan government. As the only woman in the room, and definitely the youngest employee in my firm, I felt like I had the world to prove. So, like many of you probably understand, my job took over my life. I spent 10 to 15-hour days in Washington, D.C., and a lot of my weekends ended up on military bases in the Midwest, where I would oversee these training programs and weapons qualifications. And I'll never forget one particular Sunday, one of the advisors called me over. And in the midst of our discussion, he asked me if I could hold his gun so that he could tie a shoe. I realized without hesitation as I threw my hand out that this was going to be the first time I ever held a gun. This gun just dropped cold in my hand, and I just remember these chills going down my spine. I felt like I was holding death in my hands. So here's the great question. How was I going to be a spy if I couldn't really hold a gun? That sent me into a tailspin because I remember feeling like my career, my passion, my identity were all in conflict with one another. And I felt so alone. But guess what? I wasn't. 75% of the US population, according to Reuters, is hiding some part of their identity at work. I wasn't the exception, I was the rule. In order for me to succeed in this national security niche that I cared so much about, I had to hide my feelings, my fears, my insecurities, and probably my identity itself a lot of the time. 
I'd say 10 pints of ice cream and at least 30 episodes of Sex in the City later, I got off the couch and realized it's time to ask for help. And that was when I hired my career coach. And in our work together, I realized how important it is for all of us to tune out the social pressure to find what we love and tune into something more significant for your career and your life, who you are. It's never too late and it's never too early for you to ask for help. My second question for you to ask yourself is, what do people tell me I'm good at? So some of you here may be thinking, okay, Ashley, I don't really know what I'm good at. I don't know what my values are. And that's okay. But take an inventory of what people tell you you're good at. Do friends turn to you for some sort of advice that you seem to have down? Or do your professors and colleagues praise something special about your work? Or how about this, what, you know, do people ever ask you to teach them something that you seem to know well? These are the moments that shed light on your natural talents and the workforce needs them. Often I get clients ages 18 to 30 and they are all so worried about finding their passion that they completely overlook their natural skills. I for one was so focused on finding my passion that I completely overlooked my natural talent for the job hunt. In the span of six weeks, I went to 90 events, I had coffee with 200 people, and I got three job offers. So other than being completely wired from all of that coffee, I got phone calls from all of these friends who wanted advice on their careers, and it was amazing what our conversations did for their lives. Shortly after our conversations, I had friends calling me, telling me that they figured out what they want to do with their career path and their life. And a lot of them ended up quitting their jobs, which isn't my fault, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I was honored and I was loving the fact that they would call me and tell me that our, my techniques or our conversations empowered them to get raises at work or get job offers after a stale job hunt. But more than being empowered, I was clear. I'm a coach. I'm a career coach. I'm often the only person I know in a room who literally cannot get enough of a good job hunt. <sighs> On the way to finding my passion or a job in my passion, I found something so much more significant, who I am. Don't be so blinded by your passion that you overlook who you are. Those who pay attention will find it. My final question for you to ask yourself is what's holding me back? So this is the one that a lot of clients come to me and go, oof, don't want to talk about that one. And I'm just like, you know, here's the thing. We have up to 70,000 thoughts each day. And up to 98% of your thoughts are repeat offenders, according to UCLA. Looks like we're all sitting together on a thought carousel, just going around and around and around with the exact same thoughts. And so many of these thoughts may be holding you back in your career. And that's why I ask a lot of my clients to keep a journal for two weeks where they share with me their fear-based thoughts. And guess what? Everyone's thoughts are the same. I'm not good enough. 
These words keep your career bar low and they keep you for striving less in your life. And if you simply pay attention to these words or your fears, you will rise above them. Because it's one thing for you to hang out with your fears or hang out with the crazy. It's a whole nother thing to live in it. And you're not your thoughts. If you open your emotional backpack and you question yourself, you will unlock your authentic career. Standing here with you at Berkeley today, I remember that voice in my head at the Pentagon saying, okay, Ashley, this is not you. And that's when these three questions can save you when you're stuck and you don't know where else to go. What am I good at? What do people tell me I'm good at? And what's holding me back? If you ask yourself these three questions, you'll be able to do more of what you are, not just what you love. Talk to people, talk to your friends, talk to your professors, hire a career coach, but don't be afraid to ask questions because when you do, you will be able to embrace a career that waits for you. That was Ashley Stahl. Her website is ashleyinternational.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Three Questions to Unlock Your Authentic Career. All righty, that is it for me. We will wrap it up tomorrow with Steve Jobs. I'll see you then. Peace.